In reflecting upon all of our efforts over the past eight days of our being here, we're so fortunate to have had this opportunity to practice the Dharma together. Having come to this place of physical seclusion away from our familiar family and friends, distractions, obligations, responsibility, commitments, We've had the opportunity to take a much closer look at the quality of our life. And in the process, we have undertaken the three trainings of the Noble Eightfold Path that the Buddha prescribed for realizing the truth and coming to the end of suffering in our own lives. Each day we've taken the precepts to purify our speech and behavior of all of the intentions to cause harm. These are the transgressive kalesas. And by undertaking the training to refrain from acting in a way that causes harm by killing, stealing, uh, sexual misconduct, speaking falsely and the use of intoxicants, we, we begin to recognize the conditions for inner harmony with ourself. We come to harmonize our inner life and our outer actions. And this feels uh, worthwhile, it feels rewarding, and it allows us to enjoy the happiness of living in harmony with one another. And by undertaking the practice of mindfulness or awareness training, we begin to cultivate remembering, to recognize the present moment's experience. And some of what we recognize are the obsessive habits of mind, the obsessive torments, the defilements, the kalesas of anger and irritation, impatience, fear, depression, despair, desire, wanting, yearning, judgment. And while there are innumerable habits of mind that cause us suffering, we can begin to notice them. And when we notice them, we're not so lost in them. And this is the beginning of purifying the mind momentarily, each time we're aware of what's going on. And we purify the mind momentarily of these obsessions, these obsessive visitors to the mind. And this gradually accumulates, or we gain some momentum to this remembering to recognize the present moment. And the momentum is felt as tranquility, a sense of ease, a quietness in the mind. And this is samadhi. This is the purification of the mind. And that tranquility comes with a sense of ease and a lightness of mind and a pliability of mind 
and a, uh, a recognition of the faith that we practice with. And there's just uh, a mind full of wholesome qualities of heart. And this is a great benefit to our sense of well-being and purposefulness in life. And by undertaking the practice of vipassana, or insight, we pay attention to the qualities of each moment's experience. We learn the nature of the body, the nature of the different mind or mental states, the different kinds of mental activities, thoughts, perception, feeling. And we begin to see the nature of the mind, to know all that has come to be. And gradually this knowledge of the way things are and the way things come to be due to causes and conditions giving rise to effects, this results in deep and profound understanding of the three universal characteristics of all phenomena. They're impermanent. They're unsatisfactory in that they are painful themselves, or they're unstable, or they're oppressive. And they're ephemeral, they're evanescent, they're conditioned. There's no inherent substance to them. And when we deeply understand these three characteristics of all phenomena, we see that there's nothing to hold on to. And when that understanding comes frequently or relentlessly, and we have a, a balanced acceptance that this is the way it is, this is the way it is, then we can learn to grieve the loss of every moment's experience effectively. And this allows us to be free, to fully experience the next moment of life, one after the other. This is the essence of liberation. And all of our efforts this whole week, eight days have been in fulfillment of these three trainings of the Noble Eightfold Path. We've done our best. If we could have done better, we would have, but we did our best. There's always room for improvement and we have made a lot of improvement. We have seen the momentum we have learned something about ourselves. We've learned something about the nature of the mind. This is a great way to spend our time. It really is invaluable. You cannot acquire this knowledge any other way. You can't read it in a book. It may be written, but it doesn't come as wisdom. It's only somebody else's experience. But we've done it with our own bodies and our own minds and our own attention, our own understanding. We've seen for ourselves, this is the way it is. That knowledge is invaluable. It is the path to liberation. And anyone who's ever disentangled their heart and mind from suffering and the causes of suffering has done the very work that we've done these last eight days. They have seen what we've seen or we have seen what they've seen.
we've come to the understandings that they came to. And gradually we develop this path to move towards more awakening, more liberation, more freedom in our own lives. And that means less suffering. It's great to have an opportunity like this. We have so much to be grateful for. All of the donors that have built this magnificent meditation center, the long lineage of monks and nuns from the time of the Buddha over the last 25 centuries, our contemporary uh, grandfathers of, and grandmothers of this tradition, Mahasi Sayadaw himself, Sayadaw Pandita, Manindra, Deepama, the Bengali lady, and all of the senior teachers here in the West. So much to be grateful for, for all of their work, to do what we've been doing, and to be able to share their knowledge, their experience, their inspiration with us. Building this center, making it possible for us to have access to these teachings. We're so fortunate. The only way we can ever think to repay all that we're grateful for, all of the great gifts that we have received, is to do our own practice. There's no other way to do it. If we do our practice, then we too will be part of the momentum to carry these teachings forward in time for these untold, unborn generations of human beings that are going to want to hear these teachings just like we have. That are going to be caught in the cycle of suffering and are going to want to know how to be free. And it's only to the, through our own efforts that we're going to know how to do that and to be able to share that knowledge with others. So in some ways, even though we've been totally preoccupied with our own body and mind and our own whinging and whining and knee pain and thoughts and memories and plans and exasperations, frustrations, disappointments, ambitions, all of this effort to wake up to this is the way it is has been an act of generosity and compassion for ourselves and for everyone that we share life with. <clears throat> to the extent that we come to understand our own suffering and the cause of that suffering and how to be free of that suffering, we know this about others. And we can share our experience, our understanding, and our compassion with them. This is a gift beyond measure. We don't have to be Buddhist. Our practice makes us the Buddha. So we live our practice. We live with awareness as best we can. And we'll improve. And everyone gets a benefit. How can it be otherwise? You're going to keep this a secret? Not possible. So in this way we have really come together as a community and even if we're far apart geographically from one another, our hearts are still connected. How do you leave a community like this? It's worldwide. It's eternal. 
It goes on forever. It's been going on for 2,500 years, all over the face of the earth. There are people doing this work every day. We're never alone. This is the value of the Sangha. They bring us this gift and they nurture it with us and we can share it with them. What a way to live. What a way to live. <coughs> Thank you all for making your efforts today and this week. May we all enjoy the benefit of all the work that we've done collectively and share the merit of all this work with all of our family and friends, neighbors, employers, employees, pets, because we all benefit. They all benefit. And may we all be free of suffering. Let's not stop anywhere short of that. A sure heart's release. Anicca vata sankara upadava yadamino upakitava niruchanti Tehesam upasamo sukho. All conditioned things are rising and passing away. They're impermanent. And understanding this, realizing this deeply, is the key to the highest happiness, which is peace. take some rest, but be mindful and aware until you fall asleep, and in the morning we'll continue the journey and 